guys, welcome back to another week of Makeup, Masking, and Murder, and Happy Halloween! This is my favorite holiday ever, and sadly I'm not really celebrating it this year. Me and Britain actually have been in Hawaii, I know, poor us. <laughs> no, but so we're going to be out of town, so we're not really getting a chance to dress up, but it's the best time of year regardless. We got our haunted house in, um... We went to the Fear Factory in Salt Lake, which I did a previous episode on, and guys, they really stepped up their game. It's pretty awesome, um, and I'm sure they're open through the week, so if you get the chance, I would definitely go check it out. There was, I don't know, there, there were a lot of really awesome things about it, but one of the rooms that I was the most impressed by was, um, is it Friday the 13th? no, sorry, Nightmare on Elm Street, and it was Freddy Cougar in this, like, red room, and it just was so cool, like, really well done. If anyone has a hookup there, I want to do makeup. <laughs> That'd be super awesome. Um, also, they have this whole, like, clown arrangement, and they have this, like, glow-in-the-dark or, like, shows-up-in-black-light makeup that I just thought was the sickest thing ever, so props to them. Go check it out. They're amazing. I'm thinking of doing, they have like guided ghost tours. I think like an MMM family ghost tour would be amazing. So if you think that's something that would be fun, like hit me up. <laughs> Let's do it. Go let me know if that sounds like a fun idea. Um, so yeah, I better start out with my product spotlight. So I thought that the product I would spotlight this week, um, it's just something I've been using all week, is Maui Babe After Browning Lotion. It's a tan enhancer and healer. Um, and you can buy this at Ulta, you can buy it online. And so I, as I've become a skin freak, I don't really let myself tan very much anymore because I'd rather have younger looking skin than tanner looking skin right? In the long run, feels better. Um, but I've been like snorkeling a lot and doing a lot of that stuff. So even though I've been pretty consistent with my sunscreen, sometimes it's still, I, I've still gotten a little burned. So um, the ingredients in this are aloe vera gel, macadamia nut oil, antioxidants, AC and E, glycerin, to name a few. Um, it feels pretty natural. It feels really good if you have a burn. And it really does, like, seal in your tan and moisturize your skin. Helps it from, like, blistering or um, peeling or any of that. So I'm a big fan. I know we're going into winter, but people who live somewhere warmer or have vacations going on, I would definitely pick up a bottle of this. So, yeah, check it out. I'll post a photo, as always. So today my episode is a little different. As you can tell, it's just me here. And I thought it would be really fun for Halloween to read your ghost stories. <laughs> so I've had some people send in some great stories or just share them with me. I honestly feel like since I started this podcast, people kind of just come up to me and tell me these insane stories, and I love it, but I also am not sleeping well, so <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love you all, but weighted blanket for the win. So I know a lot of you are here for Kylie Reynolds, 
story and if you've seen me for the last month you like have heard this because it literally blew my mind guys I have some of the creepiest stories coming up and photos to accompany them so hold on Kylie's is in here I know like the second she posted on her story about that I got all these people following like when are you gonna share this so it's coming it will be I'm kind of saving it for last because it's so epic so so yeah, I say we just dive on into it. I've got my Halloween socks on. I'm all ready to go. I'm sitting in, um, we're staying in like a condo right now. I'm sitting in the room alone while my in-laws and my husband are all sitting out there. And I have to be honest, I'm kind of terrified right now, which I shouldn't be, but these are scary. So hopefully you're somewhere where you don't feel so scared too, except for that's why we like this stuff, right? So Okay, okay, enough bantering. I gotta get into it. So this first one um, it was meant to be kept anonymous, so hello, you know who you are. Um, okay, so I used to work in an assisted living facility. I often worked graveyard shifts. On one night, one of the residents wanted to be out and about, so I walked with her through the halls. As we rounded the corner to a particularly dark hallway, my patient looked up to the darkness and said, oh, it's you. There was no one else there, and I instantly got goosebumps. The thing with living in an, or working in an assisted living is sometimes people have, you know, dementia, Alzheimer's, or all those things, so I didn't always take it um, as a scary thing. You just kind of take it with a grain of salt. But that definitely gave me the creeps. And there was another night that bothered me as well. There was a patient who I knew very well, and she was very with it. And I walked in, and I was helping her out and asking her questions. And all of a sudden, she just stops me and goes, Who's that small, dark lady next to you in the wheelchair? No wheelchair. No one with me. (laughs) And just like the description, small, dark lady, don't love that. Another night that really got to me was there were multiple different patients all with it. They were asking us who the man who was just in their room was. I mean, maybe they all got robbed that night, but I'm thinking that's a no. So, yeah. Wow. (laughs) That's really scary. Um, Especially the ones that you like know were with it and working the graveyard shift. Oh, so thank you for sharing. That is so spooky. So the next story is from Megan, um, and this takes place in Utah. I grew up in Cache Valley, and as teenagers, everyone would talk about this swing set in Mount Sterling. One weekend, me and my sisters and a group of friends decided to go check it out and see what it was all about. When we got there, it was nothing too alarming. It was weird. It was just a swing set out there all alone which definitely felt like a weird concept and made you wonder, like, the history of it all. So we sat there and we're like, wow, this is dumb. We drove all the way out here. And all of a sudden, it began, the swing began to swing slowly and steadily. And it kept getting higher and higher and faster. And the way that it started slowly and started getting faster definitely confirmed in our minds that there was no way. It was just one of our friends messing with us. Because if you think about it, They would have had to run around the corner where we couldn't see, push the swing, and when you push a swing really hard, it kind of buckles, you know, it like aggressively hits and 
shakes. So, yeah, I think maybe there was someone else there with us. So we were out of there. Wow, that's a good story, Megan. That is super creepy and gives me the chills. And also, if you're from Logan, Cache Valley area, I would love to know if you ever tried that out. My husband, he went, but he said he went in the daytime. And I think it was like, I don't know, they just weren't into it and nothing happened. So if you've had an experience, I'd love to hear. The next story I'm going to share with you is from my friend Laura. And she actually shared from the flow one too. And the funny thing about Laura, guys, is she is a skeptic. Like every time she tells me a story, she's like, yeah, probably not. But like, maybe. <laughs> like, what do you mean maybe? Like, you obviously saw this just when you hear the story. Like, I don't know. But I also think there's something to be said about when someone's a skeptic that it makes it like, little more believable because you know they're not exaggerating they're not building up this story and making it up like they're just saying the facts and taking it for what it is so Laura was dating a guy a few years back and one night they were hanging out with his roommate and roommate's girlfriend and the girlfriend had decided to bring a Ouija board and she wanted to play it and contact her recently passed mother I think from what Laura said it felt kind of weird doing that um it just, it just seems like a unique premise um, that could be maybe like disappointing to the girl or scary or just, you know, just like she was wanting to reach out and just kind of like a hard thing to go through, I'm sure. And I bet she just really missed her mom. Um, so it just kind of had this weird feeling to it to begin with, but... They did the Ouija board, and nothing really happened, and they actually all thought that the girl was the one moving it, so they didn't think anything of it. So that night, they go downstairs to the basement to go to bed, and a few hours later, they were woken up by a crash. So they go out in the living room, and there was a big painting um, in a glass frame hung on the wall, and it had fallen and shattered seriously like into a ton of pieces and the thing is it was like the middle of the night they didn't hear anyone upstairs it's not like someone was running around shaking the ceiling so it fell so they were super creeped out but they just were like well what can we do so they went to bed they closed the door so they close the door they go and like right as they get to the bed the door swings open but again, Laura's a skeptic, so she's like, well, maybe like the AC kicked on, I didn't close it all the way. So she goes back, like click, closes it, makes sure it clicks, and then she walks back to the bed, and there's a towel rack on the door, and right as she sits down on the bed, the towel rack flies off, like it just flung off, like someone like yanked it off. It wasn't just like it casually fell, it like flew off. So <laughs> I think... She was like, okay, again, there's nothing I can do. Definitely scared, but just went back to bed. Nothing else happened the rest of the night, but the next morning, Laura got up and she goes into the bathroom. And to set the scene, the bathroom shares the wall to his bedroom. So it's connected. And on the connected wall is a mirror. 
a framed mounted mirror, not just leaned up against the wall. It's like, like, have you seen The Office? <laughs> They're trying to get that clown painting off when Jim buys the house. Like, it is on there. Like, it's not just on one hook. And the mirror has fallen and shattered everywhere. So I asked Laura, I was like, so what did you do? Like, she's like, well, what do you do at that point? I was like, well, were you scared to go back to his house? And apparently they like stopped dating shortly after and they just never really talked about it. So terrifying. Thank you for sharing that story. I kind of always love hearing it from a skeptic's point of view because then you know that like, it really is real because you're not faking it. You don't care if it's a big story. So yeah, thanks for sharing, girl. So next up, um, I have a story from Carolina. Her, her Instagram is Lena, or sorry, Lina E. Lassie. Um, and I actually saw that she shared this on Instagram and I messaged her and I was like, please, can I share this? This is insane. Um, and I also have a picture to accompany this. And guys, when I received this picture, I was shaking. <laughs> like, I think this is the story that I'm really scared about right now because I just got this picture today. So in April of 2016, my dad's sister was checking her cameras. There were indoor ones because, you know, it's the 2010s. I was going to say it's 2019, but 2010s, we got intruders, you know, you got indoor cameras now. It's like non-common. And she saw a figure standing in the footage. What was really odd is she has three Great Danes and was shocked that they weren't barking or anything. They weren't even reacting or coming out there. And in the footage, it looked like a woman that was dressed in white, but the head was crooked. Well, the family was all talking and they realized that the footage was taken on the exact day, 20 years later, that her mother had died. The catch? Which, like, I didn't even know this needed more of a catch, because hello. But apparently, um, her grandmother was murdered by her step-grandfather, who broke her neck, wrapped her in a white sheet, and attempted to burn her in the barn. Which, hello, is disgusting. But so sad. But apparently, Grandma came to say hello through the cameras on the 20th anniversary of her death. So that is insane. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing. That is such a crazy story. Um, and I'm sorry for your really unfortunate circumstances. That's really sad. But I think that it's really kind of cool that she came back on her anniversary, you know. Um, so yeah, thanks for sharing, girl. Next up is from CatDev18. What's up, girl? And I also found her story and was like, please let me share this. It's so wild. Um, so I'm not sure what city she lives in. I'll have to ask her, but they recently moved into an old apartment in the downtown of their city. And she said that she tends to stay up late past anyone in the house. And obviously, since it's old, it creaks, it makes noise, whatnot. Um, so on multiple occasions, she's heard people walking around thinking it's stepdad or her dad or her stepmom going to the washroom, you know, still making, still checking it out, only to get up and find out that they're both in bed and no one is up. 
Um, but the time that freaked her out the most, however, was probably a couple months ago now. And she was laying in bed away from the door with the headphones trying in to, uh, headphones in, trying to fall asleep. She heard the bedroom door open, but didn't think it was a big deal because her dog, cute angel, I'm sure, will often push and open and lay on the floor. Then I feel a presence behind me, like a hand reaching out, touching my shoulder. I thought it was going to be my stepmom telling me to turn my headphones down. I turn around and there is no one behind me. And my bedroom door was completely closed shut. I sleep with a small light on now. Girl, I don't blame you. I freaking would too. And also, I have headphones in right now. And I'm just like waiting for the same thing to happen to me. That is so spooky. And she actually sent me some follow-up stories um, that kind of go with this that, unfortunately, I'm not going to have time to share today, but I will definitely have to do a follow-up and share those another day. So next up um, was a story that I found really interesting. Okay, so this story is from Hannah Mosby, um, Nana underscore Mo on Instagram. And, yeah, I, I love this story. I think it's really cool, but really spooky. When I was little, I lived in a big house that was built on a very old property. The property was associated with the gold rush, so it has a lot of history. The driveway was built over an abandoned gold mine, and there was a cemetery just a few minutes down the road dating back to the 1800s. Also, this is so cool. Like, I want to live here. <laughs> That's really, really cool, and I'm curious what city it is in. When me and my siblings would walk the property, you could find old rusted tools and pans, all used to dig up gold during this era. Another awesomely cool thing. But I think with history, like, tends to come what I'm about to share, right? (laughs) It brings up spirits. So one night she woke up, because she had to use the bathroom, She was scared because every time you'd walk down the halls, you couldn't help feeling like someone was behind you, watching and following you, which I feel like this happens so often to me. I wake up terrified, but like, like she says right here, if you gotta go, you gotta go. There have been so many nights that I will like get up, go to the bathroom and Britain will just hear me like run back and dive into the bed. (laughs) So it's a thing. I feel you. And this is kind of my worst nightmare right here. So As I was walking, I heard a creaking, the sound of a door creaking open. I turn around to see the back of a woman in a bonnet and a long, lacy Victorian dress walking into the living room. Oh my gosh. She glided so fast through the living room that I almost missed her. Um, Apparently, Hannah, this brave soul, walked into the living room to try and catch her again, but she was gone girl, you're brave. I, there's no way I would have tried to get another look. I would have ran into my mom's room crying. She told her mom about this instant and they actually, um, they actually ended up going and doing some research about it. They took a trip down to the cemetery and researched names on the graves at the local records department in their downtown, which is the coolest mom ever. They saw pictures of a very similar woman, um, very similar looking woman in those records dating back to the 1800s who resided on the property. 
in the same area where their house was built. I firmly believe that I saw her in that house that night, and so does my mother. Wow. That's scary, but that's actually really cool. Um, It also, I don't know, I mean, I'm sure a lot of you have seen this, but the movie Insidious, that makes me think of when, (laughs) oh my gosh, I'm too scared to be alone in saying this right now, as I'm looking into the bathroom. But when the main guy in, I want to say Insidious 1 or Insidious 2, he's like looking and it's um, Parker, whatever his name is, Parker. And she's in the black veil and she just like runs past. Oh my gosh, I have full body chills right now. Oh, what a good story. That is crazy. All right, ladies and gents, this is the story that I know some of you are here for. I just want to say thank you to Kylie Reynolds Tolman. I'm going to say both your last names. Um, Backstory, Kylie is actually one of my best friends from cosmetology school. I always tell her and our other friend, Alexis Andrzak, now Clark, that like hair school gave me two of my very best friends and it was like kind of miserable sometimes, but I'm so grateful that I met them and we just had so much fun together and Kylie's moving right now, and Alexis lives on the East Coast, and it just sucks. I miss them a lot, and I love them so much, and I, like, literally feel so honored that Kylie is letting me share this story, and that her dad and Kimberly, her sister, they're all letting me, because this story, guys, is insane. Like, I hope I do it justice. Oh my gosh, okay, here we go. Okay, also, backstory. There is a picture that is accompanied with this, and I will post this, but I low-key feel like I have to do, like, a trigger warning, because this picture has haunted me for weeks, guys. Like, I haven't slept, I've had to start sleeping with my weighted blanket again, but it's so freaking cool. Like, it's so scary, but it's so insane. Like, I find myself just looking at it sometimes, which is really creepy of me, but, like, Like, Becky, last week on the podcast, we talked about this. Like I said, the story, um, if you caught us talking about it. And I showed her at our family event, and, like, we were, like, screaming, and she showed people at her work. Like, just, okay, okay, I'm just going to get into it. But just be prepared to see this and to be terrified. Here we go, Kai. Okay, so Kylie's dad works for Vivint, and... So, you know, he's got, like, the hookups. They've got the indoor cameras, the outdoor cameras. Like, they've got it all. Because if you work for the company, why the heck not, right? So, apparently on this specific night, Kylie's dad didn't set the security alarm and went to bed, leaving the front door unlocked for her sister, Kimberly. Kimberly got home from hanging out with friends at about 1 a.m. As she opened the door, a quiet beeping noise went off through the house. She shined her flashlight around the kitchen in the family room, but she didn't see anything. So she started going upstairs to get my dad when the alarm started blaring extremely loud, which again, the alarm was not set. Just keep that in mind. Um, And immediately woke her dad up. Him and Kimberly met at the top of the stairs and went back down together to see what was going on. The Vivint people were calling through the alarm system asking if they were safe, everything was okay. They checked the house up and down. They found that the garage door had been blown open, which was super bizarre because it wasn't windy or anything at all outside. 
But besides that, everything seemed okay. There was no no sign of intrusion. There was no... Nothing seemed out of place. So it just kind of seemed like it got triggered, you know? So they hang up with the Vivint people. They lock up the house. They go to bed. Meanwhile, down in the basement at 151, like a little less than an hour later, Kylie's stepsister, Kasia, was in bed. And she actually starts getting notifications through the Vivint app that there was an intrusion that had been detected. And there was a video recorded of the activity in the house, which, again, you have to remember, Kimberly got in at 12.58, video comes in at 1.51. So she goes to open the app, and the video, which is the photo I'm going to share, is a literal demon ghost. Like, I have full body chills just thinking about that like looking at this picture it is the scariest thing i've ever seen it's not like every person in the world who's like oh look at that orb that you know like when kylie and tyson told me and Britain the story i was shaking like seeing this picture because this cannot be real like i, I asked kylie 10 million times is this real and you know she like swore to her dying day so so, of course, Keja jumps out of bed because I can't imagine what the heck Keja was going through. I, like, literally think I would die of fear in this moment. She jumps out of bed, locks her bedroom door, presses play on the video, only to see the recording of Kimberly peeking around with her flashlight before going up to get her dad. And the ghost was not there. It was not in the video at all. The video ends and returns to the ghost demon thumbnail. Which, P.S., the ghost looks nothing like Kimberly. Kimberly, you do not look like a demon. <laughs> and it doesn't look like anyone they know, if you're wondering. So the next morning, they all learn of the video and the cover photo and wanted to cry. Yes, their family still lives there. No, nothing has happened since. They just have this story to tell. Their dad works at Vivint. He's tried to get the full video from them, but they weren't able to go that far back into their archive. So still to this day, people at work ask him about the ghost story, and it's kind of become the joke of the family. Like, they always blame things on the demon, but they're still shook. So honestly, like, just reiterating, Keja goes to watch the video, sees this terrifying thumbnail. You click it. There is nothing. So the fact that, like, like, it would be really interesting to break this down and see, you know, the milliseconds of this video, because that's obviously what that was, right? Um, but I'm going to pull up this picture right now and just talk about it with you guys, <laughs> because basically what I'm seeing right now, Oh my gosh. I can't even save it to my phone because I'm scared that it's going to freaking possess me. I have it like in our texts. So what I'm seeing right now is first of all the world's longest arm. Like, and you zoom in and it's like these weird bony fingers. And then these two really skinny legs and this weird like old nightgown. And then I think the kicker is the face, like, oh my gosh. So, <laughs> it, 
if I saw this in my house, I would move out last year. I would not, I could not stay here. So props to you guys. I'm glad you've had no other problems. And thank you so much for letting me share this story. I hope I did it justice. I mean, wow. So hopefully this keeps you all up. (laughs) I'm sorry if you can't sleep for the next few weeks, but Thank you so much for being here for my Halloween special and for all the support on the podcast. We just hit 1,000 downloads and I cannot even believe it. So thank you so much. Um, We've got a lot of fun things coming. And if you like the podcast, which it seems like a good amount of you do, I would love if you would go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review. And also, I just want to know what you guys want to know more of. I really started this out thinking it would just be a true crime podcast um but I've always really loved the paranormal and it's kind of gone more that way I definitely want to keep mixing it up I thought for October I'd keep it paranormal just to keep with the theme but any cases you want to talk about any stories you have you want to share if you think you'd be a great guest like it's not totally exclusive I would love to have you so So yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and I hope you have a happy spooky Halloween. Bye! This episode of Makeup, Masking, and Murder is written and brought to you by me, Abby Hill, with special thanks to our amazing production manager, Brad Newfeld. Our theme song and music is written by David Evanhoff, owner of David Evanhoff Sound Designs, vocals by the amazing Emily Starr and David Evanhoff. Thank you to everyone who's made this possible, and we will see you guys next week.